and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has a chance to. And they'll never have a chance now because they don't know how to pay actors and writers! <laughs> Anyways! I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I And I'm just Tanner and I use they, them. And we have a guest today. Hello, I'm Jake, he, him pronouns. I don't know if I introduce. it's been a long time since I've been on the show, so I don't know if I introduced myself or if I wait. So I jumped in, hope everyone's okay with that. It's been like a year or six months, depending if we want to count Jurassic Park. Um, that was, I feel like, different, because I just did that uh, into the void, uh, hoping for the best. <laughs> so. That's true. <laughs> so, Jake, you, I invited you here for a, a specific thing, because you've been waxing poetic for the past few weeks, and my Barbie tie-in attempt failed last week, because I had to write Harley Quinn out of the Harley Quinn sequel. <laughs> what, uh, okay, that... Seems seems like a so, poor choice, but it'll work. It'll work. It it, yeah. it, it makes it made sense in the moment. Okay, uh, that's all that matters then. But anyway, so you're here to to help us tie in with Mattel. I think I'm pretty confident it's Mattel. Don't quote me on it though, <laughs> because it could also be Hasbro. Um, I don't actually. We're doing Mighty Max and Polly Pocket. Um, okay. and I don't actually. Yes, that one is know. Mattel because I was doing. I was doing a quick look to see what's going on with them, and they are Mattel. Okay, because I thought I saw them on the graphic that um, some news organization of some sort put out about the Mattel cinematic universe that they had, like, allegedly, like, 40 properties in some stage of production, as long as Barbie does well, which, like, let's be honest, it's probably going to put some butts in seats if I had to guess. Yep. Yeah. The Um, Barbie Oppenheimer double feature. Well, I mean, I'll do one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have I don't have the strength for three hours of of uh, men in suits smoking cigarettes and going, oh, I don't think we should make this bomb and then making the bomb because I feel like that's the whole movie. Um, I also really like the tweet you had the other day where you point out that the entirety of Oppenheimer marketing has been people from Oppenheimer saying, yeah, you should watch it and then go see Barbie. <laughs> I have literally not seen a single piece of official advertising outside of like one poster at the movie theater like that i have seen and that is literally i've not seen a single commercial a single trailer a preview a a banner ad on a website i haven't i don't don't even know if i've seen it like advertised on twitter but that's you know because that website is a dumpster fire that is falling into the ocean um but like yeah, the, the closest thing to advertising I've seen is a post on Tumblr where it's a Twitter post that got popular on Tumblr where someone mistook Killian Murphy for a really mean lesbian. Sure, <laughs> I can I can see that yeah. though. Uh, uh, but yeah, I have not seen a single piece of official uh, advertising outside of uh, Killian Murphy being like, "Hey, you should go watch it and Barbie. If you're going to be at the theater already watching Barbie, please also watch my movie. Please, because you're there. Just watch it, please." And that's literally all I've seen about it. Um, so I don't. I hope the movie does okay. Um, <laughs> because it doesn't seem like a lot of people have been... Uh, unless like I just have my algorithm figured out that it's like, you don't want Oppenheimer. I, I can tell that about you from a mile away. Yeah. I just feel like the people who are really passionate about seeing Oppenheimer on opening weekend don't worry about Twitter. <laughs> you know, that makes sense too. So my Twitter does have Oppenheimer. <laughs> ads oh you do yeah you've been getting all mine they've been floating downstream (laughs) to you (laughs) no i just think it figured out my algorithm for like history stuff so yeah 
That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because you like history and drama and moral quandaries, and me and Jake like pink things. <laughs> I like pink, and I like when uh, <laughs> people have existential crises. Crises? Crisis them. Yeah. Yep. Crises. Uh, yeah, and I have also, to be fair, I've avoided uh, all Barbie stuff because I know I'm going to go see it and I want to be like 100% surprised. But the picture. I have seen one picture of her dancing going, you guys ever think about dying? And I'm like, yeah, this movie's going to be the best movie of the year. It's not even going to be close. Should be, should be pretty good. But there was a, there was a post about some, someone did a thing of it saying about how Mattel had like 30 to 40 different properties, like ready to go. If Barbie popped off and, um, they, and one of them was Polly pocket. Mighty max has been, I think, thrown to to off a cliff because i've never i have not seen anyone talk about mighty max outside of me and josh on the morphin grid for quite some time <laughs> um but yeah so i had i had the idea to uh to make a, a mighty max poly pocket combo movie that's basically adventures and babysitting oh nice awesome we we briefly talked about adventures and babysitting last week too because it's the perfect epitome of a one crazy night film it is so good it is yeah absolutely it's like the best like one one night that just like gets out of hand they gotta go to like they go to a blues club at some point perfect uh, do, so where where do we go from here? I don't know. <laughs> uh, just go for it. Just just spitball. You if you have a full plot, you can start relaying us that. Or if you're just spitballing and need us to pick up the pieces, you can do that too. All right. I don't have I don't have a full plot. I don't. I have not uh, uh prepared for anything in my entire life, and I don't intend to start now. Certainly not on someone else's podcast. No offense, y'all are great. But <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be prepared for something, it's gonna be on one of my shows. Um, yeah, fair enough. Save that energy. Yeah. Um. So, but the the idea I had is that uh. Mighty Max and Polly Pocket are twins. His name is technically Max Pocket. <laughs> um, and th- I I like the idea of them having to do an adventures in babysitting, but there's also like a cavern full of mummies uh or skeletons or werewolves or something because the all the Mighty Maxes that I had um and my friend Lauren had a bunch of Polly Pockets and they like you know were made in similar molds so like the little tiny mighty max would fit in the poly pocket uh little slots that were all in the in the play sets but poly pockets were always like this is a tree house that has clothes in it and then maxes were like this is a skull that opens up and there's werewolves inside <laughs> and i think that poly pocket should get to fight werewolves too i don't think it's fair yeah. that she doesn't get to fight werewolves um so that's pretty much my whole friends. idea I think I think the the funny thing would be to do like you set it up as like Mighty Max is going to go on an adventure and Polly's going to have to do have to babysit. But then like, whoops, they all have to go on an adventure and Max is actually a good babysitter. It turns out he's just <laughs> like has good babysitting instincts. And Polly is much better at fighting werewolves um, or skeletons or Dracula or whomever. Nice. OK. Are you bringing in anything from the Mighty Max cartoon? Um, I, I, you know, I know that there is a Mighty Max cartoon, but I can't say that I have ever seen a single frame of it. So, do you know anything about the Mighty Max cartoon? Jake, the first time I ever heard about Mighty Max is when you said, hey, there should be a Polly Pocket Mighty Max team up. <laughs> <laughs> did they, did it not make it up to Canada? 
Is there is there a Mighty Max embargo on at the border? So here's the wild thing is that actually I think there's it was probably easier to get into Mighty Max in Canada than it was in America because it sounds like it, like whenever Polly Pocket brand died off, it died off in America first, and like Canada and UK and Brazil were the holdouts. Hmm. Yeah, because I remember Polly Pocket for a while, then it disappeared, and now it's back. It's back. Yeah, and it's markedly bigger, so it's less of a choking hazard. Yeah, it's, it has a cartoon that's still ongoing, apparently. Does Polly Pocket's got a cartoon right now? Right now. I think the huh. next season, their, their fifth season is supposed to premiere next month. Oh, good for you, Polly Pocket. I did not know. Is that, and that's gotta be like, on, on like, Discovery Plus or something. I don't know where that. It's on Netflix. Net, well, you know. Yeah, it's on Netflix and the Family Channel in Canada. Ah. We don't have a family channel anymore. That uh, they, they brought that one out behind the woodshed down here. <laughs> um, used to have it. Used to have it, the family channel. And then I think ABC bought it and turned it into ABC Family. And then, or no, Fox bought it. And then it was Fox Family. And then ABC bought that. And then it was ABC Family. And now I think technically Freeform is what used to be ABC Family. Yeah, um, they just rebranded it. Yeah, but I remember in like the '90s we had the Family Channel because um, I am the world's biggest Prime Star fan. It is a, a defunct satellite company. Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about why I like it so much. Um, but there was a NASCAR car that was half sponsored by Prime Star and half sponsored by the Family Channel because I guess neither of them had enough money for a full NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> so. Ted Musgraves had to drive that the half and half Family <laughs> Channel Prime Star combo around. So I'm looking at the Mighty Max uh, playsets, and some of these have like some pretty sick names. So I'm just gonna rattle a couple off, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. So this is series one. I guess there were three initial series, and then there was a smaller version called Horror Heads, which this might have been the one. I definitely had like a skeleton. Yeah, I there was one called Max Basil's Skull Warrior. I definitely had that one. All right, so first up, Ma Mighty Max slays the Doom Dragon. Pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mighty Max trapped by Arachnoid. Okay. Uh, My Mighty Max terminates Wolf Ship Seven. That I feel like we save for the sequel. Yeah, that's where they have to go into space. That's the the Zathura of this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zathura, a good movie actually. Um. In case anyone was wondering, uh, let's see. Mighty Max liquidates the ice alien. That's a little graphic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's because he's he's not liquefying; he's liquidating. So he's just he's just selling off all of that guy's stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> he uses what eminent domain on the ice alien to Mighty Max becomes a repo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty no. Max repos repos the ice alien's couch. The ice alien missed some payments. Uh, Mighty Max escapes from Skull Dungeon. That might have been the one I had actually. Skull Dungeon. One of the I just I definitely had one that was a skeleton that opened up, and there were little skeletons inside. And that is all the memory that I can gather from me being, I think, five. <laughs> so that was um, that was then, Mighty Max versus Skeltex. Yeah, versus everyone's favorite Skeltex. You know him. You love him. Uh, he's in one episode of Power Rangers Operation Overdrive. And he was so forgettable that I had to be reminded about him at the uh, 
by the numbers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that episode was delightful with like Josh trying to go, who's Skeltix? And like me in my kitchen going, ha 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 ha, I caused this. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I like, there's some, there's some, and like this year, like we're a couple episodes into Jungle Fury. We're like six episodes in um, to Jungle Fury. And it like the monster designs are so good this season that I think we've finally broken the we will never remember any of these monsters curse that we've had since like Lost Galaxy. Hell yeah. Nice. Um so that's pretty good. Uh the last the last Mighty Max set in uh in series one is Mighty Max Conquers the Temple of Venom, aka Mighty Max Conquers the Palace of Poison in North America. Everywhere else got the Temple of Venom. We had a Palace of Poison. So I I guess they didn't like the religious overtones of the Temple of Venom. And they need to make it a a monarchy <laughs> that had poison, I guess. I feel like Skull Dungeon is the place to go for for a first movie. Yeah. They could go to multiple places. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Cause if the so so my my thinking is if the kids that they're babysitting get zapped to, like, the magical miniature world and all of these places, like, the Doom Zones and all the, the Polly Pocket places, they're all just little kingdoms, little subzones within this microverse, if you will. You, you know what's funny? But legally distinct from it. <laughs> legally distinct. But you know what's funny? I didn't even consider that they would get little. But obviously, <laughs> yeah, they should, because it's Mighty Max and Polly Pocket. Uh, de- they definitely need to go to, yeah, having having the Doom Zones be like little areas uh, that are not the microverse. That's something that I think IDW owns now. Does Marvel have that back? I don't know. It's, oh, it's, it's one of those weird things where it's like Hasbro owns the rights to all the characters that they made as toys. But Marvel owns the rights to all the characters that they invented, and people only care about the characters Marvel invented, but they can't actually republish the the, the comics that they appeared in right. because they have characters that Hasbro invented. Yeah. So they just got to put ones that kind of look like them in Ant-Man 3 <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, why when Marvel announced the Rom Space Knight omnibus, everyone's like, what fucking legal wizardry did you have to enact <laughs> to make this happen? Buy it now, it's only going to be in print for like a month, probably. There's no way that I got a second run for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and that is so important to Rogue's backstory, like, oh my god. Yeah. Is it? Is Rogue, does Rogue do a lot of uh, Micronaut shenanigans? No, it, uh, it, Rogue wasn't involved with the Microverse. She was involved with Rom Space Knight, which was oh, like right, the right, other right. big Hasbro thing. And it's like tied in with the Dire Raids, and that's like Rogue's origin, and Mystique and Destiny's origin, and Forge's origin. Me and Lindsay became big X-Men heads over our hiatus. <laughs> I I have uh, seen uh, via Twitter that a lot more X-Men stuff started coming <laughs> across my feed than it used to. <laughs> um, and and one of one or the both of you is always at the top as far as uh, why why this new X Men stuff is is in in my face. I like uh I like X Men. I would say a normal amount. Um, so I don't know anything about diarrhoids. Uh, well, the good news about the diarrhoids, Lindsay. Let's say it together. Three, two, one. Don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. So, d- do you do you think that the the doom zones because i feel like the joke is that like 
they don't go to Polly Pocket places because like that's just someone's house, yeah. right? Like it's just that's just like this is a house that has a lot of dresses in it. This is a a living room that has clothes yeah. in it. Also, mm-hmm. all I remember that's about Polly Pocket is it was a lot of clothes. So like the Polly Pocket side of it is that like she has to babysit. And the Mighty Max side is we keep getting sucked into these little places. These kids keep getting trapped in doom zones and we got to save them from, uh, let's see, the Kingdom of Gargantua. Is that from the lore or did you just pull that out? No, that's from Series 2 of Mighty Max. Um, Also renamed uh, in North America. Why do we get the bad ones? Renamed in North America, Mighty Max tangles with the Ape King. That's way less cool than Kingdom than Saves the Kingdom of Gargantua. I think yeah. that's one of the Instagram ads I keep getting. Tangling with the Ape King? You gotta tangle with the Ape King. <laughs> sure. You know what? I don't want to know, Tanner. Um, <laughs> so I was just looking up the stuff about the TV show, and there's like okay. stuff regarding Lemuria? Like, the origins of the villains is from Lemuria. Okay. And the main recurring villain, Skullmaster, was voiced by Tim Curry. So, Of cool. course. Sure. Gotta have him. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much about, like, the actual villains. Just... Okay, the Skullmaster is the main villain of the series and the nemesis of the Mighty One. Skullmaster is an ancient warrior sorcerer whose lust for power has driven him to destroy the Lemurians. Afterward, Skullmaster was imprisoned underground after the final battle with Max's predecessor Maximus, where he took command of the inhabitants there. During the second season, Skullmaster is free to roam the Earth itself and seek and seeks to control the universe. Okay, well, so that rules. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry that I never saw your show, Mighty Max. That sounds dope. <laughs> So, so we gotta have the Skull King then, and I guess did so. Then, so then in the movie, does that mean that Maximus, the previous, the the mightiest Max, <laughs> Maximus, um, Maximus Decimus Dramidius, <laughs> he saved, uh, or I guess I guess Lem- the Lemurians were also destroyed by the Skull King, but maybe they used their Lemurian technology to make little tiny playsets to trap the Skull King and something has activated them. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I'm looking at some of these other playsets just like and we're we're definitely using like the not North American names because they were all stupid. Mighty Max grapples with the Hellcat like in, in North America is grapples with Battle Cat. That's a that's He Man's buddy. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's legally dubious. Yeah. So it's he Mighty Max can grapple with a Hellcat. Um and then Mighty Max outwits Cyclops. So I guess he's also Odysseus. Um in mm-hmm. in this. Mighty Max stings Scorpion. Uh that's ironic, I guess. Um let's see who else we got. Mighty Max blows up Mutasaurus. AKA in North America. Mighty Max blows up Dino Lab. <laughs> blows up Dino Lab. That sounds uh mean. Mutasaurus mm-hmm. seems evil. Dino Lab just seems like Jurassic Park, but like the the warehouse part. <laughs> <laughs> 
a lot of the Polly Pocket toy names are pretty mid too because they're just the thing that they are. It's like Cactus Cowgirl Ranch, Pineapple Purse Playset, Pocket World Surf and Sand Venture. Well, that one's that one's at least a little whimsical. Yeah, I feel like we need to invent the new whimsy for Polly Pocket. So like, I don't know maybe some Lemurians are in there too, but that's like the the magical pink and pastel fantasy land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just we take a couple uh uh Polly Pocket places and just kind of give them a a a very gentle sci-fi sheen and be like, now it's it's not just your bedroom, <laughs> it's not yeah. just a treehouse. Like I remember, one kind of felt like a mermaid thing going on with it. Okay. Yeah, and mermaids are cool. Love a mermaid. Lemurians are like. That's like not Atlantis, right? It's like basically Atlantis, but it's okay. like it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like thing. DC's Atlantis and to Mar- to DC's <laughs> to Marvel's Atlantis to Marvel's uh, okay, uh, so Lemuria, the, whatever. The thing about Lemuria is that way back in 1864, it started off as a hypothetical continent, lost continent. The guy who invented this idea was uh, a zoologist named Philip Slachter. Sklat, Sklater. Okay. Philip Sklater. So he theorized that there was this lost continent, and it was in order to explain the presence of lemur fossils in Madagascar and the Indian subcontinent, but not in Africa or the Middle East. So this is long before we had continental drift. But okay. his idea got co-opted by occultists, and they just came up with, like, uh, Indian Ocean Atlantis, basically. Okay. Uh, yeah, like it. Okay, so the idea of Lemuria was later incorporated by the philosophy of Theosophy and was presented as a theme in pseudo archaeology and discussions of lost lands. Um, and Theosophy really got its start in India when Madame Blavatsky moved there, and I think. They kind of combined it with some lost city uh, mythologies from southern India, because there's a couple of cities that were on the coast that pretty much got sunk into the ocean. So there's all that. And then there was another lost continent called Mu, but that's out in the Pacific. Don't worry about it. Okay, that's that's original lost continent. OC, do not steal. (laughs) Uh, That one's (laughs) ours. Oh. So just so I'm just like when you say lemur fault, you mean like the animal, like Zaboombafu? Yeah, Zaboombafu. <laughs> okay, so so the the Lemurians have got to look a little bit like a Zaboombafu then, right? Yeah, <laughs> like we got to make them yes. a little Zaboombafu-y. <laughs> I'm totally down for a lemur people. <laughs> it's so funny that some guys like good. There's not hey, there's lemurs here and here, but not here. I bet there was a whole continent full of them somewhere. I've found an online quiz to determine if your past lives were from Lemuria, Atlantis, or Avalon. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd rather just be surprised uh, when, I, yeah. when I get there, you know? When I, I also when found I... a Polly Pocket Funko Pop. Awesome. Okay, is that is that new Polly Pocket? I think it's vintage Polly Pocket, and you're, you're not going to believe what it looks like. Um, it, big square head, little body. If it's a girl, tiny feet that she can't stand on by herself. Am I yes. close? So, you are, and yet you're also very wrong. Okay. 
Oh, God. Oh, that's horrific. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like that at all. They the place at the Funko. So Why? That, that is genuinely disturbing in a way that I can't articulate. <laughs> the, for listeners at home, it's like the, the clamshell kind of compact uh, one. But it's got, you know, Funko Pop eyeballs and mouth on it and arms and legs like you would expect a Funko Pop to have. But is holding a tinier Polly Pocket that I assume it's going to put inside its body. Does the face (laughs) open up? Oh, God, I don't know because I just found this on Amazon. Does it? I'm sure. Let me see. I'm sure there's like a weird YouTube Funko review. (laughs) Because it looks like it has hinges on it. There is a separate Polly Pocket Funko that is like the original Polly Pocket with the hinges okay. in the middle, and the and the stand. Okay, I, yeah, I googled it and I see that. I that that one is uh that one is much better to look at than mm-hmm. the weirdly uh Lovecraftian. It does open. Oh God, it opens. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it opens. Hold on, I found a. I I it's a it's a whole video. I'm just gonna send the 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 thumbnail that I found. <laughs> it is terrible to look at. Um, there's just just this. It opens Ugh. up. <laughs> it just Ugh. opens up in there. I don't like that at all. It's like a clam, but worse. A horrible clam <laughs> that is trying to trick you into thinking it's cute, but it's not. It's just scary. Uh, to me, anyway. Why did they make this? They probably thought they were being clever. I feel like there is a version of this that is clever, but they they something about it just does not sit right with me. It's like it it's like I'm looking at some Lovecraft monster that I shouldn't be looking at. <laughs> Maybe that's the final boss. <laughs> the final that's the that's the last Maybe Instead of maybe uh, Skullmaster has one of those that it puts it that it gets inside like a mech. Yeah, he he corrupts like the the Lemurian technology that littlefied all of his minions into the Doom Zones, and it turns into this massive shell monstrosity and tries to eat Earth or eat the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they have to fight it with some some other thing. They got to get their own. There's got to be a a. Maybe that's Wolfship Seven. Oh no, he term. Sorry, he ter- Mighty Max terminates Wolfship Seven. How could I have forgotten that already? He terminates it. Can't go to Wolfship Seven. Um, he also sinks the Nautilus. That's impressive. Oh yeah, because um, there's Jules Verne stuff in the TV series too. Okay, I'm trying to see if any of these have like Mighty Max uses thing but it's, it's just mighty max just killing <laughs> miscellaneous monsters <laughs> one of them one of the in the horror heads which i guess are the smaller sets one of them is mighty max defeats nightwing but in the united states as you might imagine that name is taken by a fairly popular uh superhero character um so they renamed it mighty max defeats vamp biter <laughs> that's bad this is some yeah. of these are just bad um i'm trying to think of like the structure of the mo- I haven't watched uh, Adventures in Babysitting in a while. Well, okay, so how many kids are Max and Polly going to have to babysit? Got to be at least three, right? Because they got to be outnumbered. Yeah, so three, so like maybe three four. or four. How about four? Yeah. So two older, 
and then a set of twins. Okay. Yeah, so like a two to one situation, but then like the kids get split up when they get littlefied. Oh, okay. Yeah, which would justify like hopping into the different mini kingdoms to get the kids. Yeah. And and since they're like the like the the doom zones are small, it's not like they have to go to like it's not like an expansive world they get sucked into. They just get sucked in these little things. It's like you got to just kill the werewolf at the end to get out or in Polly's uh, ones. And I feel like they should probably sw- like be in the opposite ones more often where it's just like, Max, there's just a bunch of clothes in here. You need to figure out which closets they go back into or like what stands they go on. Uh, and he's just chasing kids around trying to <laughs> make sure they don't like die or or we put them together and it's just pastel horror monsters <laughs> in a lot of these. <laughs> it's She-Ra. <laughs> yeah. We could, we could also mix things up. Like Polly goes into the werewolf one, but all the werewolves are like super chill. <laughs> They're just like, Oh, we love being, we don't have nothing to worry about down here. It's great. And she's like, Oh, can we leave? And they're like, sure. It's right over there. That's the exit. But then Max can go into like the mermaid one, but maybe they're like, they're they're uh, folklore accurate mermaids that are singing beautiful songs and trying to eat you. Yeah, that's a that's that's pretty good. I like that. Hmm. Um, I also definitely want there to be a a, a moment where they have to, because in Polly Pocket they have the little like circular bases on the little tiny tiny character toys. Yeah, and Mighty Max has the same ones because they they definitely fit in those. There's got to be some sort of uh situation where they have to like stand on separate ones to activate something, just to give them an excuse to be on a little plate that <laughs> from the <laughs> from the toy sets. Yeah, sort of like one of those gym challenges, like the ice gym in Sinnoh. Where it's like they're standing on them and they're trying not to crack or something, or like they're trying to get somewhere and they have to use these. That was that was the Hoenn one, I oh. think, where you had to not break the ice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like that. Like the like each one is like its own separate double dare challenge. <laughs> it's like a it's a a, a a Legends of the Hidden Temple situation. Yeah. I wish there was more about Skullmaster on the regular Mighty Max. I gotta go to the I gotta go to the TV show. I gotta find out more about Skullmaster. Was it Skullmaster? Was that his name? Yeah, Skullmaster's the big bad. Oh, Katie Suchi was in this show. She was Linka in Captain Planet. Hmm. Huh. And uh, I saw that see. Ron Perlman voiced a character. Nineties cartoons like have weirdly stacked <laughs> voice casts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I was looking at um I was looking up Captain Planet a little while ago. And the villains for season one is like Meg Ryan, Malcolm McDowell, Jeff Goldblum. Like, it's bananas that they were just like, yeah, well, I guess we'll be in this show about picking up litter. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Um, Yeah, I forget. I forget everybody, but it was like Ed Asner was one of them. Uh, he was the only one who stayed on as the same character the whole way through. He was uh, Hoggish Greedly, I believe. There was one, I can't remember the guy, the character's name either. And I, it was just like a weirdly famous guy was playing. He's like an exterminator. His name's like 
Sly Sludge him or something like that. Because uh, Captain Sly Planet. Sludge, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, that's who, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was something very, very, you would never guess that. Um, Sting was in Captain Planet. Yeah, he was uh, Zarm, right? Yeah, it was Sting from 90 to 92, then David Warner in 92, and then Malcolm McDowell from 93 to 95. So, <laughs> My okay, God. Then, then who played the original Hal? Because I thought that was Malcolm McDowell and Tim Curry took over. Hal? Hal. He's, uh, uh, or Mal. Sorry, it's Mal. Um, it's, it's Dr. Blight's, uh, husband slash computer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's David Rappaport. Okay, I don't know who that is off the top of my head, but it was replaced by Tim Curry, I'm pretty sure. Yes. There is, uh, not a ton on... Uh, Skullmaster after uh, what Lindsay read earlier, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. He seems very much like a Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. On TV tropes, uh, he was once a Lemurian, and Virgil's best friend and prize student some ten thousand years ago. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so he's a lemur man, too, then. He's just a skeleton lemur. Well, okay, so the picture they got of him, he kind of looks more like a gargoyle, but, like, I don't know, weird magics could turn a yeah a lemur that into... tracks. Yeah. Because they just, they're like, they're like lemur people, right? They're like... Yeah. They gotta be just like le- like people, but they got, like, bigger eyes than you would expect, and... Yeah, bigger eyes, weird... Shaped noses and pointy ears. Yeah, and long tails that they yeah. can hang off trees from, like Zabumbafu did. I don't remember a lot about Zabumbafu uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah, I just remember there was a puppet, but they also had like an actual lemur hopping about for like the beginning and ending yeah. of an episode, because I can only imagine what a lemur you know, is like to wrangle. Yeah, they seem uh, slippery. Uh, yeah. I, there was a there was like a a video on I don't know probably like E Bombs World because this was like from the early, the mid two thousands. Like this is early internet for for me. Um, and there was just this video of a lemur's eyes just getting bigger to the THX sound. They're like, <laughs> and it just it the the <laughs> caption just said lemur has reached critical mass. And I have not stopped thinking about that in going on twenty years. <laughs> so, um, so, so good job, E Bombs World, on that one. Really, inceptioning that into my brain forever. Uh, there are there are some other bad guys too. Yeah. Um. There's there's Lava Lord, voiced by Scooby Doo. <laughs> um. Frank Frank Welker. Uh. He's the previous ruler of the underworld. He was, I guess, deposed and then sealed in solid rock by Skullmaster. So maybe maybe we save him for the squeakquel too. Okay, yeah. Just when you think you're done with Skullmaster, there's a second worse lava Skullmaster in somewhere. Okay, there's okay. Here's here's so final battle. Skullmaster in giant clamshell Funko Pop Polly Pocket. Yes. Versus uh Max and Polly and the four children in a in this is when they all have to stand on different little areas to like activate it um and and do different stuff and technically it was a bad guy but i feel like it's the only thing in here that is uh something that could face a giant clamshell uh 
Polly Pocket Funko Pop, and that is Fuath, F-U-A-T-H, a giant clockwork stone golem that was created by a sect of druids uh, to plan revenge on humanity. Um, so maybe that's just like, it, that's what it was supposed to be, but Mighty Max takes it over. Or, no. No, I like that better than me saying that the the heroes get the terrible Eldritch clamshell Funko Pop, because that just genuinely disturbs me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. All right. Um, I can't think of anything else uh, looking through Mighty Max and Polly Pocket. That's, that's a... I have a tab of Kyle Rayner just pulled up. <laughs> the emergency Kyle Rayner tab. Just so, yes, every once in a while, I just got a weird emergency tab pulled up. For a long time, it was just a picture of Dolly Parton from the seventies, because like sometimes you gotta. Yeah. Um, and then I just for I earlier today I was I just Googled Kyle Rayner so I knew how to spell his name right. Um, before I tweeted that Charles Melton should play Kyle Rayner. <laughs> um, because the last thing I want to do is spell a superhero's name wrong, get a bunch of nerds on my ass about it. <laughs> Uh, well, they'll never know because he spelled it wrong, so they can't search for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but they would just see it in the wild, you know. Like it's, uh, it's you'd be you'd be amazed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd also just Charles Melton should play Kyle Rayner. I feel like that would be really good. That that dude. Uh, have have either of you watched Poker Face yet? No. Not yet. It's extremely good, and he is in a uh, an episode that's set at a late model stock car track, uh, and he is extremely good in it. It's a, my favorite episode of the season. Also, Poker Face, good show. Not that anybody has said otherwise ever, but <laughs> good show. Highly recommend. Let's see. Anything else we got to do? I don't know. As do you guys have like uh like things you you normally do <laughs> as part of these, or uh, at this point, we just try to think if there's yeah. anything else we need to fill in. Like, all right. Honestly, the plot is pretty straightforward. The characters, at least Polly, is well known. This will be. Matt's big debut, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> His big reintroduction to the world at large. <laughs> that could even play into the plot where it's like, Polly is well known as the go-getter babysitter around the neighborhood, and also here's her brother Max. And there's her twin brother Max. Polly can do anything, he's just Max, and Max is like, <laughs> no, I gotta prove to, to the neighborhood that I'm also good at watching kids. He immediately loses them to the doom zone. <laughs> I, yeah, like, if, if, it's, if it's not that, like, he has to prove it, or, like, it, maybe he, like, Maybe he's, like, secretly been, like, finding Doom Zones and just, like, clearing them out himself. And then, but he's not, like, terribly good at it. But nobody knows that he's doing this thing that, like, weirdly saves the world. And then everyone knows his sister for being the neighborhood's best babysitter. Um, And then they just, it just, like, the, the two plots tangle themselves up. And then it turns out Polly's way better at fighting all the monsters than Max is. And he's way better... At taking kids and you would uh, taking care of kids and you would imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also we didn't quite establish also like have the doom zones been unleashed and all the monsters are finally out on the town or or do they keep getting shrunken into the doom zones because I feel like we went back and forth on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I I like the idea that the doom zones are little, but then how would they find them? Uh, <laughs> so maybe they're maybe the doom zones are like. The junkyard is now Skull Cavern, where all the Gilmans are, or whatever. And then they gotta they gotta clear it out, and then it shrinks back down into a tiny little compact that they can put on a shelf. Um, they clear it out, or even they have to they shrink it by getting onto those platforms. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, and then that just that happens to require spell. several people. Yeah, and then it shrinks it to into a, a a tiny little toy that you can buy at your 
local Target as tie-in merchandise for Polly Pocket slash Mighty Max. Exactly. I'm bummed now because like we're gonna get a Polly Pocket movie, but it's just gonna be like regular. They're already doing a Polly Pocket TV show, so like, what else do you do? <laughs> you can't give Polly Pocket an existential crisis. She's not as ubiquitous as Barbie is. I mean, she could. It just has to be a different kind of existential crisis. Maybe not existential, but like a crisis. Yeah. She's in there like, oh my gosh, I completely wrote my brother off as a slacker, but he's been secretly fighting monsters. And then Max is like, oh my gosh, I totally wrote my sister off as a suck-up, but like, taking care of kids is hard. Yeah. That's good. I like that, actually. That's good. (laughs) I think we nailed it. Yeah. I think one more thing, since I I do like the mech fight at the end, but I think it'd be funny if it's a mech fight, but they are also little, so it is a human-sized <laughs> mech fight. <laughs> so the mechs are just regular size, but they're, like, tiny, tiny inside of them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we gotta set yeah. it to a Beastie Boy song. That one Beastie Boy song. <laughs> uh, oh, um, Intergalactic Planetary? Yes! <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the obvious one. That's the one they used in the Marvels trailer. Oh, did they? I'm trying to think if I know any other Beastie Boys songs. You don't know Sabotage? Oh, right. Well, you I don't listen to the Beastie Boys on the regular, but yeah, it's been a while since Sabotage got a big cinematic moment, so I think Sabotage would be a good pick. That's good because that's my favorite yeah. Beastie Boys song, so that's that works mm-hmm. out. Um, because like "Fight for Your Right to Party" also feels a little on the nose. Yeah. Um, gotta fight for your right to Polly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so it's so. Whoever does sabotage, though, like who, who, like we get whichever Beastie Boys song we get, it's got to be like Boy Genius does a cover of it. Yes, because <laughs> that would be good. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers just solo does a very good cover of Teenage Dirtbag. <laughs> if anyone was wondering, <laughs> oh my god, gotta check that out. I yeah. mean, every t- every cover of Teenage Dirtbag by a woman is great. It's amazing. The they're all amazing. Every every last one of them is amazing. My my favorite is first to 11s, but I think Phoebe yeah. Bridgers is a very close second. Oh yeah. Like you can make a a movie out of a female cover of Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah. I think it would be the the perfect song to play over like a high a lesbian high school romance movie, but like that's the the prom the big prom thing is Oh, just a there is a cover of of Teenage Dirtbag playing, because boy does that song just go so hard. Oh yeah, especially when they don't change the pronouns. Looking at you, that one girl group from England whose name I just forgot. Is it Sugar Babes? No, it's um Girls Aloud. Girls Aloud. I knew it was something loud. <laughs> yeah, they do a cover and they they change it so that it's not gay, <laughs> and uh, it's a worse it's a worse song because of it. So anyway anyway um my one proposal is no sleep till brooklyn so oh no sleep till brooklyn would be also be a pretty good fight song to have two mechs fight to done by boy genius absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i was just i was gonna suggest it's tricky and then i looked it up and that's actually run dmc that's definitely run dmc so yeah that would be we it's not it's not that we can't have that yeah it just has to be like megan the stallion has to do it you know yes That can be on the soundtrack, but maybe it's not the final fight song. Yeah, that'll that'll be in there somewhere. Um, it's it's Megan the Stallion and Cardi B. They they crushed it once <laughs> with WAP. Why why ruin a good thing? Just them doing the dirtiest, nastiest version of "It's Tricky" you've ever heard. Ben Shapiro should be having an aneurysm from listening to it. <laughs> 
just immolates on the spot. <laughs> I I'd like him to have an aneurysm for any reason. Um, yeah, what other songs do you think should be on the on the the soundtrack now that we're here? <laughs> now that we're well, doing while that. we're blue while we're blue sky imagineering. I'm trying to think of like songs where there's a pun about being little. All the small things. Yeah. Oh, oh obvious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously. <laughs> That's the tra- that's the trailer song is all the small things. <laughs> who does it though? Who do we who do we call in? Right off the top, um, I'm thinking Taylor Swift, but maybe that's a little out of maybe we're punching above our weight there. No, this think, is a Blink One Eighty Two song. I don't know. Song. Do we want do we want a lighter one or do we want a heavier one? How about Olivia Rodrigo? She could go both light or heavy. Oh yeah, that's true. Ooh, that would be great. And an Olivia Rodrigo cover of all the small things is the trailer for <laughs> Polly Pocket Mighty Max. Absolutely. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of uh I don't think there's any more songs that I can think of that have little or small in the title. Little Lies, Fleetwood Mac. Uh I'm unfamiliar. Um Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. I mean that could work. Because my go to for Fleetwood Mac covers is Florence and the Machine. Fair. Yeah, like that's that's not a that's not a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is based off of like the she was at Glastonbury one year and she did a cover of the chain, which was really really good. Okay. Yeah. The only the only uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac cover I know off the top of my head is obviously the chicks version of landslide. Yeah. Landslide. I was mm-hmm. I I could not. I was like <laughs> I almost said earthquake and I was like don't say earthquake. You're gonna embarrass yourself. <laughs> it wasn't earthquake. It was way more poetic than that. <laughs> Um, uh, Peach PRC did. Uh, she's a she's like a hyper femme girly pop. Um, uh, and I feel like she should be on the there somewhere. Okay. Oh no, no. Actually, you know who's doing the Little Lies cover? It's Rina Sawayama. Yeah. I I I will I will trust both of you because I don't know <laughs> if I have ever heard that name before. She she's more known in the UK. Okay, I don't live there, so that's probably probably why I don't know her. Um, yeah, she's kind of uh, straddling the pop rock, like more indie pop, yeah. indie rock sort of genres. Um, she was also on. Yeah, when she when she hits the more hyper pop genre, it's more about like satiring. Yeah. Okay. Um, her genres are pop, R and B, rock, art pop, and electro pop, and she did a cover of I want to say "Sad but True." for um metallica did released an album that was like covers of some of their bigger songs uh yeah okay like saint vincent did um, sabbath it says here yeah. she oh i actually do know who this is but not <laughs> because she's a singer because she was in john wick 4 <laughs> oh that's oh, yeah. right so uh and she she ruled in that movie so yes on board um don't even need to hear sing loved her in that movie <laughs> fully on board that was her first acting that, wow, that's good job crushed it in john wick 4 um mm-hmm. a movie that is a little too long but still good because <laughs> i understand that like every movie they gotta like go bigger and there is a, a 15 minute sequence where john wick does hit 25 dudes in the nuts with nunchucks and i wouldn't trade that for anything in the world um but the movie you could cut about 20 minutes out of that movie and have uh just as much fun i think Anything else? I think I think we got it. We got a great soundtrack. Yeah. Um good good plot, cool set pieces. Yeah. I think we got it all. Yeah. All right. Oh, breaking news. Max does have a pet iguana in the cartoon show. So, 
maybe we should have an iguana something like that somewhere yeah just he just has a pet yeah. iguana oh it's her, oh apparently in the show it gets devolved into a dinosaur and then rescues max from the mutasaurus so so that's that's what it is it's the iguana versus the yeah. clamshell kaiju the clamshell yes. mech yeah it's giant iguana versus clamshell funko pop mech the sci-fi <laughs> channel original movie that you never knew you needed <laughs> starring mighty max pocket and Polly pocket his much more famous sister exactly <laughs> so now i just have to now i just have to fit in the segue for the friendship promo so let's let's just put all of this extra stuff that we were talking about into a little pocket and we're just gonna stuff it inside so you can listen to the friendship promo rules light gay heavy knees weak mom spaghetti Listen to us truly earn the explicit podcast tag on Roll Gay Roleplay. Where we roll with sass and kick some ass. Our dysfunctional party isn't afraid to get our hands dirty. Feel free to interpret that however you want. So violence is on your gay agenda. Come join our campaign at Roll Gay Roleplay. And, and may Yonsei, Yonsei be, be with, with you. you. Hey Jake, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Now, 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 when you tweet, "Hey Mattel, you want to purchase my idea for a Mighty Max Polly Pocket reboot?" You actually have something to give them. I do, yeah. And said it, it now, I don't have to make it up in the room when they inevitably invite me to come pitch. Um, exactly. As they, as they are so well known to do, uh, <laughs> just random people from the internet. I mean, you say that, but I feel like we have forgotten too easily the fact that a Twitter account once became a sitcom starring William Shatner. I have so, never like... once forgotten about shit my dad says, and as hard as I have tried, that is so fucking insane <laughs> that happened. It wasn't even it's... a good Twitter account. <laughs> and here's the thing, every Twitter account is shit my dad says now. Oh, there's... You ain't kidding. Um... Yeah, I look. If I could get if Mattel lets me in the room, I'll wow them. I that's that's my promise to to you, Mattel. I will be much more prepared. I know at the top I said I never prepare for anything in my life, and you could be the first. So <laughs> hit me up. And and where can they hit you up? Segway. Oh, hey, great segue. Um, they can hit me up on the dying uh, uh the ailing dinosaur website that is Twitter dot com at JJ underscore Mason. I'm also on Blue Sky. Which is like, I don't know, it's not like good Twitter. It's just like empty Twitter. <laughs> it's Twitter without um, the as much of the terrible stuff. Uh, but as I understand it, it's not going great entirely over there. Um, I'm at Jake Mason over there. Uh, you can also listen to any of my various podcasts, such as The Morphin Grid or Kingdom Smarts. Um, those are the only two that are that I know are, are currently in production. So uh, everything else is on medium hiatus. Of indeterminate origin, low simmer. Yeah, low simmer. Yeah, it's a lot of people got busy. Um, there was a pandemic. I don't know if you heard about it. <laughs> it's pretty rough. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate. I hate the end to find out for me. Um, but uh, yeah. So some some stuff is just on uh, uh, more hiatus than others. PWTU is not technically on hiatus. Um, I just got super duper burnt out and haven't been able to get myself to edit the next episode yet. But soon, I promise, and it'll be a good one. And uh, in the meantime, you can listen to the Morphin Grid, the best podcast on the internet. Um, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, a guy that's on the podcast. So I agree. Completely unbiased. <laughs> completely unbiased opinion. And Lindsay, how about yourself? I can be found on Twitter at Lindsay M476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A. And you could also go on to my Tumblr 
at Crash 476. That's the temporary place before I find some replacement for for Twitter. Um, anyway, from Twitter, I've got a link tree. You can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find my tweets at SparkyUpstart and my skeets at SparkyUpstart.bsky.social. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and they're pronounced tiny as mighty! You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com, where you can send us a com- your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your ideas for Eldridge Polly Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> That is also where you can send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast, YouTube, or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. As always, our cover art is by Alex Fierce, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by Sean Clake, whose contact info was available upon request. This podcast was recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Subtle, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. And Lindsay, we have another guest next week. Oh, sweet! Yeah, Brian is coming back to give us more wrestling talk. Yay! Do a full fantasy booking world title run for his un- favorite unknown wrestler. <laughs> awesome! Can I, hey, who who is it? Can you just you can cut this out, bleep it? Who it? But who is? Do you know? I don't know yet. Oh, I know man. we're getting primer videos. I know we're getting homework. Oh, you're getting homework on wrestling. Okay, well, at least that's fun. Watching watching wrestling True. is fun, at least. So. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for us this time around. Jake, thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. And for the listeners at home, we'll be here next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. Say goodbye, Jake. Oh, goodbye. I was trying to think of something Polly Pocket related to say, but I already closed the tabs and I feel like a real dingus. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>